Hello, Rob. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thank you, mate. Let's talk about game translation. So today we are joined by Maisie Hatchard, Japanese translator, board gamer and tea lover. Welcome to the show, Maisie. Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it going? That's a great summary. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so welcome. It's really lovely to have you here. And um, you. just for a bit of background for the listeners and for Rob, too, mm. I first sort of virtually met you via the Nottingham Tabletop Industry Collective Group. Yes. Um, and I suppose... Where, as soon as we did our intros like we usually do in those meetings and you said that you do board game translation I was like we need to get Maisie on the show this is going to be a fantastic chat because I know nothing about it and so it's always nice to have experts so that's great um, so yes Rob I believe you've got something for us today oh yes I do I've got a good one today uh, and and you know you're right like language language is hard at the best of times so it's lovely to have a professional translator <laughs> on today's challenge but I'm not gonna go I'm, I'm gonna go I'm, this is this is subjective but it's 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 not easy I've got to say because English isn't easy and I'm mm-hmm. I mean I'm a I'm a fluent English speaker arguable recently <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually that's a good point there's 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 too many podcasts now <laughs> there's too much evidence of that not being true but i've come across recently a few words that i think i need your help with um and so these are all real words these are all uh uh, classic english words that you've probably never heard before and what i want to do chris i'm going to start with you and then i think i'm going to sort of alternate between you and Maisie here and just i'm going to give you a word and i want you to just give me the definition of that now obviously you probably won't know what the definition is i just want to see what you think it is and uh and uh, we'll see we'll see what comes out of this so chris yes are you ready i am born ready gentacular oh gentacular uh, so that's where two carriages in the Regency period uh, would like tessellate together. They were called <laughs> they were called gentacular carriages, uh, the ones that you could kind of like articulate them like lorries. So yeah, that's what that means. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're really close. You're actually surprisingly close because you know you shouldn't be offended if I offer you a gentacular cup of tea because gentacular means anything related to breakfast. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much exactly what I said then. Yeah, really close. Yeah, really, really close. <laughs> okay, well, we're off to a good start. Maisie. I'm a little bit worried about this because the, uh, the first time I heard the word gammon, I thought it was a fish. So we're going to be good. <laughs> it's going to go well. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> so, Maisie, I've been a bit confused about this one. Mm. What's a winkle picker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You see, uh, when you're uh, farming sometimes, and, mm. you know, as you do. All the time. And um, you go out in the field in the morning, very specific time. It's always around, you know, 5 a.m. Um, mm. And you're going through, I don't know, whatever it is, your strawberries or whatever. And you look on the ground and there's something moving around. And yeah. you can't quite see it. It's sort of out of the corner of your eye. So you need a special tool to get them out because uh, they're, you know, pests. So you use your winkle picker Ooh. to get rid of your winkles. You actually are. You, it, it's you're not like. I mean, you are wrong. Gonna say you're wrong. <laughs> so, but it is a tool, and it is used to pick stuff. Well, we're halfway there. A winkle picker is a shoe with a point so sharp that you could use them to prize winkles from their shells. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Excite- yeah, very good. Very good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you guys some rapid fire ones now, Chris. Titty nope. Sorry, what? 
A titty nope. T i double t y n o p e. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's a, a bird repellent device they used to use in the Middle Ages. So it used to emit a very specific frequency of noise when hit with a sword to keep the um, the birds off the crops. You see, actually, this would probably attract birds because uh, the scattering of crumbs left on a plate, the few grains of rice in your bowl, a few drops remaining in your glass are not mere leftovers. They're actually called titty notes. I'm using that one. <laughs> That's going to enter my daily vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, 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 let's smash out these last two. So, Maisie, mm. I'm going to really struggle to pronounce this. I would describe you as this as well. So that's going to give you a little hint. So, Ullotricious. Oh. Ullotricious. Um, let's go with somebody that really likes greetings. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> so I would describe you as Ullotricious Maisie, and magnificently so, as it actually describes someone with curly hair. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And Chris, to send us out, Coddy Wample. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that's what the Sasquatch is like. Uh, you know how you have a goose and a gosling? So it's a Sasquatch and a Coddywomple. A Coddywomple's a baby Sasquatch. <laughs> I can totally <laughs> see pretty it. Sure. But you're wrong. It is to travel in a purposeful manner towards a vague destination. And I say, it's been fun and games, but let's have a Coddywomple now. Maisie, yes. welcome. Hi. Let's chat about translation. Yeah, let's, let's. Let's, let's go, let's travel to a purposeful manner towards a vague destination yeah. on translation and the first thing i've got to ask is how did you get into how did you get into translation for board games like there's such a niche within a niche uh, yeah. like what brought you to that sort of uh, that space it's really interesting um so originally i wanted to translate uh, digital games and i sort of started with you know translating random bits and stuff on the internet by um kind of websites and so on mm -hmm. and randomly a friend of a friend asked that friend if they could work at Tokyo board game market um, for on in a stall for for their friend this lots of friends of friends um, and my friend wasn't free so my friend asked me if I could work for her friend uh, <laughs> <his> friend <laughs> but basically while I was there um, he the guy that was running the stall had an English translation and asked mm -hmm. me about um, whether you know the, the quality of it and I was like well you know it could be approved um, so I got started working with him. And then also I met um, Eric Price, the CEO of Japanime Games. Just sort of randomly we bumped into each other and um, he was like, I need a person that translates and does some graphics. And I was like, oh, I'm a person that translates and does graphics. And um, yeah, I've been doing that ever since. That's, that's such an amazing thing. I feel like people who get into board games is already such a sort of unique path. Um, and it's so interesting to hear people who have like taken one side of that and like really pushed into it. What are some of the favorite games you've translated? I've seen you've worked on so many, but like, are there any that have really spoken to you as like, this was such a super fun game, a really interesting project to work on? Yeah, good couple actually. Um, so there's one called Tateruto um, mm. by uh, Pottore Games. And it basically like all the, the card names are not quite puns in Japanese they're sort of in a, in a specific dialect but they're sort of puns um, so oh I, I like puns to, exactly so I had to figure <laughs> out how to you know translate that into English while keeping the pun name but also making it sound like a normal word so we ended up with uh, things like a character called um, ta in English like mm -hmm. ta to mean you know thank you and um, what else did we have I had one called kumia but it's like Kamir, spelled like K-U-H-M-E-R-E. -E. 
that sounds like a really tricky thing to like you're taking like idiom or kind of puns in one language and translating them into another pun in yeah. a different language that's a very skilled thing to do like rob rob isn't even any good at puns in his native language so Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting me deep there chris you're cutting me deep he's good at finding obscure words though and uh, you know that's half the job that is true <laughs> Are there any particular words that you find like commonplace in board games which just don't translate very well? Ooh. Oh, I should be keeping lists of these. I'm never very good at doing it off the top of my head. Um, but one that I got recently actually was uh, so Japanese loves to do this thing where it takes an English word um, and uses like a Romanized word in Japanese mm-hmm. to mean something. But then it also uses its own version of the word. Uh, and then when you translate that, directly back into English you end up with something like he was a cool and cool guy Um, (laughs) (laughs) so one I came across recently was they'd used a Japanese turn as in uh, the word teban to mean a player's turn and then they'd used the English word turn like but in Japanese so tan to mean the round and I was like oh no <laughs> so obviously I, ca- I can't translate that one to one so I had to you know change it to round and turn but um, yeah I get a lot of things like that oh that's incredible isn't it the kind of thing that you like wouldn't necessarily ever think about being an issue you know people struggle enough to differentiate it in English like when they're just coming up with what's mm. around what's a turn so to then have to do yeah. that with that many layers of complexity is incredible must be hard enough just translating these things literally but when it comes to just actually knowing what i'm talking about in like writing rule books i wonder if there's anything that uh designers can do to make your life as a translator any easier Maisie, or is it all just uh just just having to sort of lump it and, and, and try and figure out workarounds um i think just like notes about specific possibly uh, like difficult pieces or rules um would be the most useful thing um just, you know, like little elaborations or um, if there's a name that actually means, you know, far more than the name itself. Yeah. Um, could sound like it means. Almost like if there if there's a sort of term that you want to use that you're like, almost like translate this, but keep it, keep it like how like the definition sort of the same but like yeah it's this layers of translation layers yeah. of translation and i tell you before we get too <laughs> lost in translation i think it's time yes. that we uh we coddy wumple our way onward to probably a nice cup of tea after this i would say i would absolutely say mm. that have you got any last uh any sort of like last thing any suggestions chris any last words you want to say when it comes to translation when it comes to the the plethora of rule book writing we have to deal with as game designers um i suppose it's one of those things that because i'm not a translator i can't say that but something i saw a definition which probably one of those really cheesy meme definitions was that translation is changing everything but losing nothing does that sound? Oh, cool? I um, like that. I didn't make that up. I think it was somebody famous. Um, but I'm going to leave it at that as being my my parting shot for, for this episode. There's a business card uh, slogan for you there, Maisie. You can check that on there. That's very, yeah. it's very eloquent. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Maisie. Like, uh, it's been a real pleasure. And, and where can people find your work online? Where can people find you? Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. Um, I'm sort of rampant on Twitter. Um, that is where I do most of my kind of, you know, shouting into the void. Um, uh, I'm Maisie Cove, Maisie and then K-U-V. 
Uh, but I also have a website with the URL too long, so go on my Twitter and then click on the link in the bio to find it. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes too. Absolutely, yeah. You can just click in our lovely link section in the show notes. Thank you so much, Maisie. And I'm going to say goodbye to you, Chris. I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thank you very much to both of you. And uh, Rob, I'll see you at boardgamebud.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, for relaxing times, make it Santori time. <laughs>